Hello everyone, this is Lynn Stacy with the Victoriously Anointed Podcast. I am so glad that you could join me for today's episode. Get ready for a treat. Hello everyone and welcome to the Victoriously Anointed Podcast. I'm your host, Lynn Stacy. Thank you so much for joining me for this final episode of Bible Talk Tuesdays for the month of November. We are talking about Jesus and the raising of Lazarus. Can you imagine what it must have been like when they thought that Lazarus was, Lazarus was down? He was out for the count. He had finished his life. And then all of a sudden, he is raised on the fourth day. Hello, everyone. If this is your first time joining me on the Victoriously Anointed Podcast, welcome and hello. Thank you so much for being here for this final edition of Jesus and some of the miracles that he performed while he was here on earth. Also, if this is not your first time joining me on the Victorious the Anointed Podcast. Welcome back to you. Thank you so much for rejoining me for this episode of Bible Talk Tuesday. And next week, we will begin more on the ministry of Jesus, just talking about um, how he came to be, um, just from the prophecies all the way up through until Christmas. It's a blessed time to be alive. It's a blessed time to just um, be able to experience and witness um, Jesus being active and operating in our lives. It's a good thing to be reminded that God is in our lives, it's a good thing to be reminded that God works out just different things in our favor. It's a good thing to be reminded that Jesus is capable of doing the impossible things in our life. There are so many things in our lives that we feel like, and we know for a certainty that are impossible for us, and that without God on our side, they wouldn't be able to get accomplished. They wouldn't be able to get done. We wouldn't be able to experience and witness goodness happening within our lives without God, because he is good and he is ultimately good to us. Can you just imagine just him doing this great thing? And one of the sisters declared, if you would have been here, Lord, my Lazarus would my brother would not have died. He would not have died if you would have just been here, recognizing the fact that, Lord God, you carry blessing in your hands. You carry the anointing to be able to prevent death. But what they were getting ready to see and witness was not only do I carry the ability to be able to prevent death, but I also carry the ability to be able to restore life back into what is dead. Um, what is dead? I'm able to restore life back into it. Sometimes we just need God to breathe on us. Sometimes we just need God to just breathe into our situation. Sometimes we just need God to just show up in our situation. Lord God, because if you have been here, um, nothing, um, this thing would have not occurred, but God allowed it to occur. Sometimes in our lives, in our situation, we wonder why God allows storms, why he allows different things in our lives to go awry, why he allows the chaos, why he allows things to happen. And then in the midst of it all, when we're stressing, when we're crying, when we're pouring out, when we're just, um, we're wondering and accusing God, why weren't you there? Uh, when we're doing all those things, he comes and he's ready to provide the miracle that we need in order to be sustained in life, in order to show that, hey, I just needed my glory to re be revealed so that you can have even faith in this too, that you can have even faith in this too. Jesus wanted to meet them at an area of faith that they had yet to tap into yet. Um, it was the first time them witnessing um, this 
sort of miracle. It was their first time witnessing the fact that Jesus could restore life, that he could restore life after it had gone. And so we find here where Jesus meets them and he delays his coming. He says, you know what? I, he told his disciples, I'm glad I delayed my coming for your sake, for your sake. When you find here, you, when you find this delay here, because Jesus, when they told him that he was sick, he didn't come immediately. When they, it was reported that Lazarus was sick, Jesus did not re come immediately. It wasn't until after he knew within himself that Lazarus had passed that he began to go, um, that he began to go to Lazarus. And he said, for the sake of the disciples, and um, why would he allow a storm into someone else's life for the sake of the disciples? Because the, the disciples were the ones who were going to be carrying the name of Jesus. And it was imperative for them to be able to get everything that God needed them to get within that set time frame of Jesus being on earth so that they could carry the ministry of Jesus and it would be spread abroad in the way and in the manner that Jesus Jesus needed it to be carried in. And so even in this predicament and even in this situation, they needed to have faith that Jesus is his name is possible, yes, to even raise from the dead. And so we find here where he goes and he travels to where Lazarus is and he is met with the weeping. He is met with the tears. He is met with the accusations. He is met with it all only to he Also, he felt their he felt their pain. It says Jesus wept. Jesus wept. We find here and um, we find where the apostle John tells us, see how he loves it. Um, see how he loved him. See how he loved him. And so uh, uh, I believe that it's so important for us to know that when we're going through different things in life, it's not that Jesus doesn't uh, doesn't feel our grief. It's not that he doesn't feel the storms of our life. It's not that he doesn't feel those things. It's just that sometimes he recognizes and realizes that there is a greater purpose here that needs to be accomplished. And sometimes we don't necessarily get that. Sometimes we don't necessarily understand that there is a greater thing that God is trying to do in our lives. And so sometimes we come out with our tears. Sometimes we come out with mourning. Sometimes we come out with just accusing God of different things. And it's like, I'm trying to reveal glory in your life. I'm trying to bring you up higher. I'm trying to give you a greater level of faith and my ability in what I can do. I'm trying to reveal my glory. He did it so that the glory of God can be revealed. How was the glory of God revealed in this situation that Jesus had the ability to even raise from the dead? And we know that here, um, simply because he did it, because he did it. And so we find that Jesus has the ability to do impossible and possible things. What is the impossible thing in your life that you are waiting for God to do for you, that you are waiting for God to respond to that you are waiting? Cause this tells me that Jesus was aware that he was sick. He had been made known of Lazarus condition. And then he, he was also known. He told them Lazarus sleeps. He says, Lazarus sleep and we must go to him. And they was like, we, we know that he is not well, but he was trying to let them know that he had passed. He had passed. And so even in this moment, I feel like it was hard for even Jesus just to speak out the words that Lazarus had gone on. Um, um, and some people I've heard some pastors say, you know what? Uh, they're not really sure if Jesus was mourning because he had to raise him and he knew that he was in peace or, um, uh, they just, um, uh, kind of speculating why Jesus wept. I believe it was for a, a very many of different reasons why he wept. Um, it was because it, it could have been because all the people were 
were hounding him about the fact, the simple fact that he wasn't there when Lazarus was um, sick. And the simple fact is, um, it wasn't that Jesus wasn't aware of Lazarus' condition. It was just the fact that he needed something greater. Something greater had to take place. Something greater had to happen. And so sometimes in our lives, we get upset and we get mad when we feel like, Jesus, you didn't show up in the time frame that I expected you to show up. God, you didn't come when when it was when the situation was staring me in my face. And now the situation has passed and it's over and I'm full of grief. And God, you weren't there. Where were you when I needed you? Where were you? Uh, were you even aware? Why didn't you come? I thought you loved us. I thought you cared about us. Why didn't you show up, God, when I needed you to show up? And sometimes it's, it's not that um, I didn't show up when you needed me. It's just that you needed something greater to take place in your life. And that greater thing that I needed to do, I needed to do it in your life. So I knew that you could endure this. I knew that you could endure this and come out all right. And sometimes um, we have to be able to endure certain things that come up in our lives for the glory of God to be revealed. And that's something I'm learning in my own life is the fact that Lord God, I know that some things that you are allowing me to have to go through, some things that you have allowed me to have to go through so that you can get greater, so that you can get a, a greater blessing out of my life. And that is the glory of God being revealed. So we see here where Jesus was able to restore back to life, where he was able to give them back something that they have lost. Have you ever lost any anything in your life and you thought that it was over you counted as it it out because it was impossible to you and that that's the thing about it we need to recognize our impossibilities we need to be able to recognize things that we are we need to recognize our limitations that God isn't defined by our limitations he doesn't operate off of our limitations because he is a limitless God and when we come into the knowledge of that do you not know know what that does to our faith just to be able to have to wit to witness something like that, to believe that God was limited, that Jesus was only limited to the fact that um, Lazarus was sick and he can make him, he can heal him. But no, he wasn't limited to that. He was limited to even though um, he's been dead for four days, for four days. And even though you feel like, you know what, it's impossible for me to do this thing because his soul has gone on. Guess what? Um, I can still call him forth and it's up to him to respond. And do you not know that Lazarus responded? Do you respond when God calls your name or do you stay stuck in your place of grief, of grief and, and whatever it is that you are? Lazarus could have stayed in his place of death, but he responded to his name and he got up and he walked out of the grave. So I'm telling you on today, when you hear the Lord's voice calling you, do not stay stuck in the predicament that you are in. Because if, it's, if he is calling your name, he is calling your name to bless your life and to restore that was was lost. Lazarus had lost his life. Mary and Martha had lost a brother. The community had lost a friend. And so Jesus restored, restored a bunch of things back with just one miracle. With one miracle, with one life, he was able to restore don't uh, don't 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 count God short in the ability to in his ability to be able to restore God can restore at any level and in any way he so chooses and desires to do our our job is in our ability to be able to receive what God restores back to us and the manner in which he restores it back to us in
He didn't want to restore Lazarus uh, while he was sick. He wanted to produce a greater miracle for them. And he was able to do that. He told Lazarus to come forth and Lazarus came out of the grave and they took off his grave clothes. Jesus told them to take, unwrap him, get him out of that stuff. He's no longer dead, but he is alive. He's no longer dead. He is alive. He didn't say he's no longer dead. He's alive. That's just me talking, saying that he's no longer dead. He's alive. Jesus told them to um, take off his grave clothes. <laughs> That's what Jesus told them. And I'm saying he that the, the fact that he was no longer dead, but alive is the reason why um, Jesus told him to take off those grave clothes. He had no need of them. So when I would say when Jesus restores you, sometimes you look different. You don't look like the what you what they what people wrapped him in and went in there with because he was in a certain state and he was in a certain state. So they they did it according to the state that he was in. But when Jesus brought him into a new state and to a new being, restored him back to life, it was imperative for them to take off those old things and then give him the ability to be able to see so that he can put on um, just the clothes of the living, uh, the clothes of the living, I will say. And so our job today is when we come into Christ Jesus, when we decide that I'm going to take on um, Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, we have to put on the clothes of salvation. We have to put on the clothes of just um, showing of love. I will put it that way. We have to put on the clothes of love. What does love look like? It looks like Jesus. <laughs> What does love look like? It looks like Jesus. And so we have to choose to put those things on. Just like Lazarus had to choose to respond to his name being called from that grave. We too must respond to the call when Jesus calls us out of a certain situation. When he calls us out of a certain predicament, we cannot stay attached to what's going on in the situation. We have to respond to the call and our hearts have to be soft enough to be able to receive God when he does come. It's for the glory to be revealed. The glory of God has to be revealed. And sometimes that causes us to have to endure certain things that we otherwise wouldn't want to endure if God would tell us that we had to endure it. Um, and so I hope and pray that this podcast has been a blessing to you. And I hope and pray that you receive God's restoration in your life. I'm telling you right now, if God is trying to restore me in any area, I'm going to receive it. I'm going to receive it because I understand that there is a blessing and restoration in order for me to be able to receive more blessing. I have to receive the blessing of restoration because if I don't receive the blessing of re restoration and I'm still sitting in a certain predicament that I'm in, then I won't know God to be good. I won't know God to be good. And I'm going to, I'm going to feed into the bitterness. I'm going to feed into the grief. I'm going to feed into the resentment. I'm going to feed into all those negative things that God doesn't have for me. Um, he wants to bring us into blessing. We have to allow it. We have to choose to yield ourselves over to what it is that God needs us to yield ourselves over to. And that is the Holy Spirit, the leading and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. So I hope and pray today that you would um, go forward and be blessed and that you will receive God's healing and restoration and love and your life on today. Um, this is the final episode of me talking about Jesus and some of the miracles that he's performed. Um, and don't, don't you think um, that God doesn't do miracles today because he is still a miracle working God and he still performs them today. He still performs miracles today. Just because Jesus um, ascended into heaven doesn't mean that he didn't send blessings back. He sent the Holy Spirit as our comforter um, to, and he sent the evidence of speaking in tongues. And there are nine different ways that the Holy Spirit um, uh, manifests himself is what we read in the word of God. And so he does still operate and working miracles in the lives of people today. You have to open your eyes to be able to receive them. You have to open your ears to be able to hear him. You have to be able to uh, really pray, pray and discern where God is. And it's the Holy Spirit that discerns within us um, and enlightens us on what it is that God needs us to do in the time that we need to do it in. And it's up to us to have our 
spirits open to the leading and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Um, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your joy. We thank you for your peace. We thank you for your strength. We thank you, Lord God, for Jesus and the miracles, Lord God, that he performed while he was on earth. Thank you, Father God, for just every blessing and every door and every working opportunity of miracle that you are working in our lives. We receive it on today. We receive your goodness. We receive your love. We receive your blessings, Father God. Thank you, Father God, for just um, being willing to work the miracles in our lives. Forgive us, Father God, for us turning a deaf ear to you, Lord God, when we did, did turn a deaf ear. Forgive us, Father God, for just turning blind eyes, Father God. Thank you for opening up our eyes. Thank you for opening up our ears to receive your love, God. You are the awesome Father, Lord God, and there is none like you in all the earth. We bless you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I pray that you will go forward and be blessed on today. Hello, I'm Lynn Stacey. I encourage you to become part of the movement, the movement of Making Jesus Bigger. You can find out more about the Making Jesus Bigger movement by following me on social media at Lynn Stacey Studios on Instagram and Facebook. You can purchase the t-shirt Making Jesus Bigger because we have been given victory in Jesus Christ on the website www.lynnstacystudios.wixsite.com backslash media. By becoming part of the Making Jesus Bigger movement, we are choosing to be lights in the world. Be blessed in Jesus' name. And remember to always go forward and be blessed.